Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic, great day today. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy as always. And be sure if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com for the ultimate multiple powder on sale right now. One of the most effective formulas you can get on the market as far as one of the strongest multiples. I always get a lot of positive feedback on this product, A, because it's so simple to use. A lot of times I'll mix it in with about uh, probably 10 to 12 ounces of water every morning when I'm eating my eggs and, uh, you know, take some of my other vitamins with it, and it's one and done. You know, it's ready to go. You pretty much – you only really need to run it one time a day if you want. Some people run it twice a day. Uh, but as far as getting you a whole boatload of nutrients and minerals and vitamins and, you know, methylated B-complex in your system really fast at a really high dosage – this product is it. You know, the ultimate multiple capsules that we have are incredibly good. Those are a staple. Those have been our, our base for years and years and years. But the only issue is you run into a limit of how much you can put in a certain capsule before the capsule gets too big and then people don't want to swallow it and it becomes an issue. So with the powder, it really gives you the ability to adjust your dosage up or down. If you're really trying to front load with supplements or nutrients, you're taking one or two scoops a day. You can bump it up to three or four scoops, you know, splitting it in half, two scoops, two times a day. A lot of different ways to use that product. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com on right now for over 10% off as product of the week and also vote for what you want to see win coming up next week as well at healthmasters.com and you, one of the first things that I saw today I thought this was interesting you know, uh, an individual psychologist, renowned psychologist, Jordan Peterson, who I don't agree with everything he says, but he has a lot of very, very valid points, and a lot of very valid viewpoints on a lot of topics that are actually really good. And in Canada, where he's from, you know, he is basically the um, revered fixture at the University of Toronto Psychology Department. And ironically enough now, the decision by the College of Psychologists of Ontario, CPO, are now demanding that Peterson attend a program aimed at cultivating professionalism within his public statements. There's been now a copy of this ruling that they have now done through the court system, and they're simply coming out and saying that he needs to be – essentially what they're saying is you've got to go to a re-education camp. They're not calling it that, but that's essentially what they're doing, and how to cultivate more professional statements when he talks online and when he talks to people because – well, quite frankly, they don't like what he's saying. That's all it's coming down to. And re reacting to the Ontario Court of Appeals verdict, Peterson put a statement out on Twitter. He said, so the Ontario Court of Appeal ruled that CPO can pursue the prosecution, meaning I have no right to free speech in Canada. You're delusional. He said, "If you, I will make every aspect of this public, and we will see what happens when utter transparency is the rule. Bring it on. Now, this isn't just an isolated incident as far as with censorship. We've watched this for years. This is becoming a big problem across the entire globe. And this goes back to exactly what we refer to on the show a lot as with the aspect of coming in and changing the narrative and completely trying to manipulate what the actual truth is by silencing one side of the aisle or one side of the narrative. This is why it is so important to continue to get the truth out there. This is why it is also so important to do your own research and also be vocal about what you find and have true, clear-cut conversations and also allowing others to do the same. You know, If you're having a debate with somebody that's completely diametrically opposed to what you believe and you guys are having a heated debate, that's okay. That's 
actually very good. If two individuals can have a disagreement and have a conversation, have a debate, that's really healthy in a civilized society that has an open public platform. You may not agree with anything they're saying. They may not agree with anything you're saying. And that's okay. Everybody has that right. But as soon as you start allowing one group to be louder than the other group by means of, say, silencing megaphone and saying, well, no, 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 no. My viewpoint's more important than your viewpoint, which means you can't have a viewpoint. You have to sit down, shut up, and put tape over your mouth because I'm right all the time. You can't rebuttal me. Well, that's not an argument. That's not a debate. That's somebody that thinks they're tyrannical and they have the ability to tell people what they can and can't say. There's a lot of things that people talk about and say that I don't agree with. I don't have to listen to them point proven but that also goes the same way with everybody else and so this concept be very cautious of this concept starting to trickle down into people's mindsets and the people's daily lives where they start thinking that okay well i can't say this or i can't say this or i can't have an opinion on this or i can't stand up to this and i can't say no to this because well it's, it's gonna offend somebody Guys, obviously the intent of having a conversation is not to offend somebody. I'm not trying to walk around and make people feel bad or offend people. But on the other hand, too, we've reached a point now to where essentially everything is offensive to the left, and anything they say apparently has to be taken in gospel. So that's not okay. So again, this is why I really encourage people to have open dialogues with people. You have a discussion. Have a topic. You may not agree with them. You may not like them. the debate for very long but you can't go and start telling people that they have to start having re-education and be basically more formalized in the way they talk to people and certain things they can and can't say out in public because you simply don't agree with what they're saying i mean again like i told you guys yesterday look at what was going on over there in maui i mean they've done nothing but completely censor every aspect of what's been coming off that island and not allowing anybody to talk about what really happened now I was reading reports earlier that they had one of the main roads blocked off where the fires were at, and people couldn't get out. They were getting trapped, and these, these are the scenarios that they talked about, unfortunately, where some of the people were burned to death in their car. I mean, golly, guys. I mean, but they're saying that there were uh, electric workers out there setting poles in the middle of the storm blocking the road off with their trucks. Nothing adds up over there, and I think everybody's starting to realize that, hence one of the reasons why I said, isn't it ironic that this thing happened over there? as horrible as it was, and suddenly the population, the general population of Hawaii and the United States starts talking about the strange events that took place in Maui, and then suddenly all we have are these reports now coming out about COVID, 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 and again, the mainstream media is obsessed with it. Now we had this big debate last night. I watched some of the stuff with Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump just out of curiosity, and it's already gathered 150 million views. It's broken like every record from the interview he did with him last night. And, you know, a lot of this is theater to keep people constantly occupied with distractions. However, one thing I do have to say, to get a video to go that viral in one night with 150 million views, it shows you that people are sick and tired of the political nonsense and being told lie after lie after lie. And then being told, well, we're not lying to you. This is all for your safety and protection. You know, some of the debates on Fox that they put out with the candidates that are running, it's just, I mean, this whole thing's just embarrassing. I mean, Nikki Haley completely embarrassed herself. She went on this tirade saying, it's not that Israel needs America, America needs Israel. Went on this tirade how we need to keep giving Israel more and more money. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you're just, you're just, you're just embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and then, I mean, Ron DeSantis says he's always good as far as what he talks about, but he has no chance. I mean, he's at the bottom of the polls. 
And I mean, he really needs to focus on taking care of Florida and not be worrying about this campaign right now that's going nowhere. I mean, that's one of the issues I think a lot of us down here in Florida got a little frustrated with is that, you know, we voted him back in. Some things he's done right, some things I don't agree with, doesn't matter. He's did a decent job with a lot of stuff as far as with the school systems as well. But did you get reelected and then all of a sudden you go run for presidential campaign? He's pretty much kind of like derelict with Florida right now. He's not really doing anything down here. And so you get in this position where you start realizing there's not a lot of this that I can actually have a direct impact in as far as with these situations. So what's the best option to focus on you? to focus on your family, to focus on God, and to focus on continually building your local communities and your families and the people you're involved with and the people you engage with and encouraging them and talking to them about topics that they can get ready for, whether or not they're having a place that they're working on that's going to be you know, a backup plan or they're backing up you know, stored food or they're teaching their kids or they're getting a homeschool co-op together. Things that you can do to focus on yourself and make you better, you stronger, you more wise, you more educated, and in turn continue you need to instill that in your family and your friends around you. That's one of the most effective things you can do on a regular basis, my friends. Continue to be positive and encouragement. You know, always be walking, be watching what you say, especially when you talk about yourself. I've said this all the time. I was around a buddy the other day. And he goes, "Oh man, it's just it just kills me having to do this." And I said, "Really?" Is it really doing that? He's like, well, not really. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, be careful when you start speaking that, bud. I said, power, life, and death is in the tongue. I said, if that's not the way you want it to be, don't be saying it. And he's like, you're right. You're right. And he rephrased it. And, you know, it's not that I'm walking around trying to criticize people, but I have to work on that myself because I even have friends that have checked me when I say stuff sometimes. And that's very, very important. I think people really discount the fact of what can be done with your words, especially when you're talking about yourself and you're talking about encouragement. You're talking about stuff. I used to get on to people all the time when I used to do personal training or I used to work with people as far as they were exercising. And before we'd even do something, like, oh, there's no way I can't do that. Like, do you have a, a limited range of motion from an injury? Are you not able to do this specific thing? Well, no, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. There's, just, there's no way I can't do that. And I'm like, so you're telling me you can't do it before you've even tried to do it. I said, you're already setting yourself up to fail before you've even failed. And they go, well, that's a valid point. I said, now try it. <laughs> Let's see what you can do with it. And then we'll push forward and set your baseline goals. Those things are so important because a lot of times we get distracted by the crazy things that are constantly put out in the mainstream media and constantly being done to keep everybody focused on this and focused on this cup while they're turning it and turning it while their other hand's pickpocketing you. Don't fall prey to that. Be very cautious what you watch in the mainstream media because it's pretty much all designed to be theater. Focus on what you can do with your family and raising little Americans and encouraging other to do the same and stay really really healthy right now continue to make sure you're washing your hands appropriately not with alcohol-based hand sanitizer every single day that's the worst thing you could possibly do but making sure you're getting enough rest you're eating enough getting enough sleep and rest also to making sure you're taking your nutrients like the vitamin c the d3 and the zinc those three right there are a base staple those three right there and then throwing in the ultimate multiple you got yourself a pretty much guaranteed basic stack to keep you really strong and healthy the best you possibly can so focus on those things my friends as we see a lot of this weird stuff happen right now keep your head up stay strong and continue to encourage one another now how are you doing this morning dad good morning uh, hey good morning i was doing great um, yeah austin's right you know you've got to be careful with the words that you speak 
I mean, so many people out there. It's just everything's just negative, Nancy, all the time. It's, it's just a everything's bad. They are, everything that comes out of their mouth, they're saying how they're going to be cursed, or they're going to have this go wrong with them, or that go wrong with them. They're speaking cancer and heart disease and diabetes over themselves all the time, and it's sad. You know, it really is. I mean, you know, if you, if you have a positive outlook, it makes life a lot easier. Also, I need you to mute your microphone. Got it. When you when you have a positive outlook, it makes it so much easier to really have a life of abundance and a life that is directed by God and the Holy Spirit. I mean, we all have to deal with stuff on an ongoing basis. We all have to make sure that we maintain a good attitude. And sometimes it's easier to do that than other times. But sometimes circumstances just kind of hit you, and you kind of go, what the heck just happened? I mean, perfect example. You know, my wife passed away a year ago, over a year ago now. And it was one of those deals that it was like I, I, got, I got way past gut kicked. But I I realized that I had to continue to do what God had called me to do. I had to continue to do this podcast. I prayed for you guys again this morning, and I realized I had a calling on my life, and I had to continue just to do the best I could to get through the grieving process that I had to go through. Now, I will always miss Sharon. She's the love of my life. I will always be in love with Sharon, but the reality is I'll see her again when I get to heaven, but I can't allow that grieving process to to debilitate me and cause me to stop doing what I know that God wants me to do in my life. And that's the thing that we need to all look at. We all have things that happen. You know, we have children to get sick. We have children to get hurt. We have children to pass away. We have lives that get changed. We have divorces. We have bankruptcies. All this stuff happens all of the time. The question is, how are we going to deal with it? Are we going to lean on to the Holy Spirit? Are we going to lean on to Jesus? Or are we going to try to internalize it and try to take it all on ourselves? Which sometimes, I'll be honest with you, that's just mentally debilitating and physically debilitating. And it costs you guys all kinds of health problems. Always stay focused on the goal that's ahead of you. You know, Jesus said he's coming into Jerusalem. I'm not yet, you know, you know, done my goal. He had a goal of doing what he needed to do when he came into Jerusalem. And we need to be the same way with our lives. Be positive. And I did, I talked about this in depth yesterday. I'm not going to do that the same message again that I did yesterday. But we need to realize that, you know, we have got to maintain the relationship with Christ, the relationship with our, you know, with, with God Almighty. We have to we have to continue just to work on that and work on that and work on that and, and, and make us make ourselves realize that we literally control our own future with our faith. And by the words that we speak, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And always dwell on the good things. And also said something, you know, that's the way I want it to be. I, he didn't really qualify or quantify or, or try to explain that. We've talked about it so many times on the show. Let me just briefly mention it. If you finish a sentence and you say, and that's the way I want it to be, that's because you spoke something that you want it to be that way. If you finish a sentence that's unbelievably negative you, and you can't say that's the way I want it to be, you might want to retract that sentence and start over again and do it a different way. Be very careful of the words that come out of your mouth because – the power of life and death is in the tongue. The Bible tells us that. There's a reason for that because the energy field that we live in on this planet is basically controlled by scalar energy and scalar waves. And we can literally control the fabric of space-time by the words that we speak. God gave us that ability while we're here on this planet. Who knows what happens in the next place we go, in the next dimension. It's probably going to be more powerful than that. But the truth is this. So many people have a little umbrella that's over their head. They're always speaking negative stuff, and it's always raining on them. And there's always a problem, always a problem, always a problem. Jim Rohn said it this way. He says, list your problems. List all of your problems. List 25 of your problems that aren't allowing you to accomplish what you want in your life. He had a man do this one time. And the man listed all these problems. List the economy. It's the governor. It's the president. It's, it's my boss. It's, it's, it's everything. Listed everything. And then Jim Rohn looked at him and said, uh, you know, Joe, uh, 
got a problem here. It's just, you know, there's one thing that's missing on this list of problems that you have that are causing you not to accomplish your goals. And he goes, well, what is it? He goes, it's you. Your name's not on here, Joe. And see, and that's the thing that we have to realize is that a lot of times we cause our own problems to develop, whether we want them to or not, because of the words that we speak and because of the actions that we do. Let me give you an example. You start gaining 50 pounds. You're five pounds overweight, 10 pounds overweight, 15 pounds overweight. Your clothes aren't quite fitting right. Your belt's got to get loosened up a little bit. Your pants don't quite fit right. Kind of get that little roll over your belly, over your hips, and you go, oh, well, that's, I'm, I'm noticing I'm gaining weight. I'm going to go buy a larger pair of pants. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then you another another year goes by, and you go, oh, I, I this really these pants have shrunk. I don't know what's going on with these pants. I I got to buy some bigger pants. And pretty soon you're up 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds. And now all of a sudden it's not that easy to lose the weight. I was speaking to an individual the other day, and they were having some problems with their weight. And I and I told them, I said, you know, you're 34, 35, 36 years old right now. I said, when you're 40, you're going to really see what happens when your metabolism changes. That's when all the hormones start changing. I said, if you don't get this under control now, uh, you're probably never going to get this under control. And see, and that's the problem, isn't it? We don't make the tiny little corrections that we need to make. I told you guys this, and those of you been to the house and been to my where we work out, my gym here at the house. We had a, I have a, a schedule, a chart of everything I work out every single day, which body parts, and I weigh in every single day. And I put my weight down because I realize that if I don't put my weight down, how am I going to know what I need to do as far as my dietary intake that day? I'm just asking a question. How do I know that? Because if you continue to eat and eat and eat and eat and you're gaining weight and you don't stop it, it's going to go sideways with you. Then you end up with heart disease, diabetes, cancer, joint issues. The whole business just happens. And suddenly you go, I don't know how I got like this. I've got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. Yeah, but, but pass me another cheeseburger. Give me another pizza. And I, it's just, it's just, it never, ever ends. So that's, that's the stuff I'm talking about. If you know you're doing something that's not healthy, if you know you're doing something that's not beneficial to you or your family or anyone else around you, just stop it. You know, there was a, there was a, there was a funny Bob Newhart video and, uh, you know, and some lady comes into him and he was the psychiatrist then, the psychologist. And she goes, I have a deathly fear of being buried alive in a box. It's funny. You gotta, why you gotta watch it on YouTube. It is hilarious. And he goes, oh, wow, that's a, that's a terrible fear. That's terrible. And she starts talking about all the crazy stuff. And it, it's, it goes on and on and on and on. And, and finally, he goes, he goes, just stop it. Stop thinking like that. Stop doing it. And then she finally didn't know what to do. And finally, he says, look, if you don't stop it, I'm going to bury you alive in a box. <laughs> and and I, I watched it one time. I started laughing. And it's the truth, isn't it? Somebody comes to you and they tell you all the problems they have, all of the issues they have. They're almost all self-imposed in many cases, not all of them. Some things happen to you sometimes that you can't control, and suddenly people are trying to help you, try to help you, trying to help you, like maybe not eat the next cheeseburger, maybe not eat the next pizza. You know, also, I had a you know, chiropractor friend of mine, brilliant man, actually, and weighed 500 pounds. And you know, he'd go have like two double huge pizzas from Pizza Hut every single day, along with like a gallon of soda. And I'm not exaggerating, it was like ridiculous how much he had to eat to maintain that 500 pounds for caloric intake. And he's a brilliant guy. Finally, he had to retire as a chiropractor because he simply couldn't walk anymore. His hips gave out on him. He's, he's running around like on crutches there for the last couple of years he was working. But he could not stop eating like that. And, and the sad part about that is, is that there are other behavioral patterns, not just that. You know, you want to do drugs or you want to do alcohol and you want to do all these different things that you know are bad for you. But yet you're unwilling to talk about it. You're unwilling to join Alcoholics Anonymous. Don't don't we give send me letters that you don't like Alcoholics Anonymous. Join some program that you like if you've got a problem with it. 
It's going to help you to deal with this. I've got a good friend of mine. He had to go to a rehab center for like 30 days. And, you know, now he's been clean and off alcohol for close to probably five, ten years now. And, and the thing about it is just do something. Don't continue to do what you think that you've been doing that's been causing all of the problems. Step in and say, well, look, I may need some help with this. I may need to go see a counselor. I may need to go talk to a psychologist. Now, before you start taking psychiatric drugs, be really careful because they all have black box warnings on them pretty much, uh, which means they can make you commit suicide. Be really careful with that kind of stuff. If you're depressed – your eating causes depression, take 5-hydroxyl-tryptophan, take cod liver oil, take our methylated B vitamins. They really help. They really help keep your moods up. They, I mean, I take them on an ongoing basis. I had two 5-HTPs this morning. I take my cod on a regular basis. I mean, I, I do all of this stuff. I had four B vitamins this morning when I got up. All of this stuff really helps to regulate moods. It makes you realize that you, know, you can control your own moods. In the vast majority of cases, you can by simply taking the right supplements and eating the right kind of foods. By the way, another study just came out, a peer review study, said that ivermectin worked, a 74% reduction in excess deaths. But we weren't allowed to have it, remember? Or we were basically given it to by a pharmacist who basically wanted to charge us $500 for one round of ivermectin, which should have cost like $5. And it's crazy, but now we're finding out that ivermectin did work. And then also we need to realize this that China has now retaliated over the Fukushima water dump. They're now blocking seafood imports as nobody wants to eat radioactive salmon anymore. And this Fukushima thing has not stopped poisoning the Pacific, by the way. It's still going on and on and on and on and on. Another article has come out and said that a Hawaiian, Hawaii resident says that Biden is a vile human being for joking about a Corvette when there were children who were incinerated in the ash. May I tell you what? Whoever picked Biden either is unbelievably stupid or unbelievably smart, whoever picked him to run for president who put him in that position. Now, why would I say that? Unbelievably stupid or unbelievably smart? Let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Unbelievably stupid because he's making the presidency look like an absolute joke, according to the world. He's making everybody in the United States look like they're a joke because we have a president like this. He's completely, they're unbelievably, unbelievably destroying the image of the United States, that would be the unbelievably smart part if that's what they want to do. Unbelievably stupid would be if they really thought that this guy could run the country and they thought he could represent the United States well. So the only way I see it now is they were pretty smart. They picked the, they picked the bumbling buffoon who likes to eat ice cream and hide in his basement to basically come out and look around and say, oh, my gosh, i got to hide back in the basement again. Uh, this is unreal that we have this going on in the United States of America and that we have a president like that that's, that's representing us. Remember that. He's always representing us for what he's doing. You know, and, of course, Bill Gates is now coming out saying every person on earth should prove their identity with a digital ID. Yeah, how about we talked about you yesterday, Bill Gates. And, and Marjorie Taylor Greene says the Trump indictments are pure communism. She's absolutely right that is Frankfurt full, full Frankfurt school communism to destroy the United States. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Yeah, you're spot on with it. It's, it's, it because like I said before, it's way bigger than just Trump and whatever position they wanted him to be in with this. The entire concept of what they've been doing is it's to remove the aspect of America being great and America being a republic. That's what the whole entire thing of January 6th was all about. They knew they stole the election. They knew they set everything up with COVID to have the mail-in ballots. They knew they had cases and cases and cases and cases of these things. We've seen it on video. I mean, all kinds of election fraud issues. They knew it, and then they made sure when everybody wanted to stand up and rally against it, they put the Fed boys in. 
This is what they do all the time. I mean, this, the, the Fed boys are the Gestapo now. There's just a different branch of, you know, the SS, the brown shirts from Nazi Germany are basically the communists in Russia. It's the same groups. <clears throat> Excuse me. They just go and they recycle the same concepts and the same ideology, and then they just put them in with a different set of people. What they did to everybody, a lot of those guys on January 6th, is unimaginable. I mean, there's a video I saw the other day earlier now of Ryan Samsel, who's still being held in jail over there in Philadelphia. He still has not finished his trial date. He's been in jail for two and a half years, guys. And there's videos that have been coming out now about basically the solitary confinement they're putting in. Guys, these guys are in cells that are like worse than Guantanamo Bay. They get to go outside, total of like nine hours a week. A week, the entire week, you know, like one hour a day, a little bit over an hour a day. I mean, cockroaches everywhere. They're getting sick all the time. What they're doing to those people, and a lot of them were minor charges, man. I mean, this, this was insanity what happened up there. And then we find out, majority of the information we found out from whistleblowers and undercover videos and everything else is that a lot of the individuals that were the ones instigating, that were the ones pushing, that were the ones breaking windows, they were all undercover cops or fed boys. What it was, yet you don't see anything happening over there. The entire Department of Justice is completely and totally corrupted now. They just, just weaponized everything. But that was the whole point. It was to bring down the aspect of having a true republic and a true election. And Trump has been that figurehead, so to speak, as kind of the, you know, for the people, by the people, even though he's compromised on a lot of stuff. That's what he represented, and that's why they've done all this stuff with these indictments and all these arrests and all this constant theater in the court system all the time. The whole thing's it's, it's a boondockle. It's just a sham, what, it's, what it has been for the last two years now. But that's what we're watching, and that's <laughs> what we're witnessing now as far as the final phase of the United States. And I guess it's just an interesting one, but it goes back to exactly what I said earlier. You know, you can't sit around and be nervous and scared about all this stuff you gotta watch it take it in with a grain of salt figure out what you're going to do to handle the situation assess and then execute and that's essentially the best options you know we have in most of these cases for you and your family on a regular basis also to another news this is actually funny. I watched a, a video here. It was a 14-year-old girl that ended up going to the school board meeting. And this is funny. And I, I, I've encouraged you guys. You guys know this. His dad and I did this as well. If you are involved in the school system, I mean, even if you don't have a kid in the school system, you're paying money to fund those schools, whether you like it or not, through your property taxes. That's a whole other topic for debate. So if there's something you hear about in the public school system and you don't like it, feel free if you want to get involved in it one day go to the school board meetings do some stuff talk to them bring groups with you and it's funny this video circle footage circulated i'll upload on the website this is 14 year old girl in michigan talking to the local school board and essentially what happened was uh prior to the girl's speech president of the, the board kenneth pearl tried to preempt her basically by ordering her not to pass out forms that she handed to one of each individuals which that's that's you can't tell if, if somebody is wanting to address the board and they want to hand basically hand out documentation they can legally do so in the school board meeting there's nothing wrong against that well, he tried to humiliate her because she basically went to the school board meeting the month before and blasted them on their entire curriculum and a lot of stuff that they're doing this 14 year old girl i got to give her this so she came back to this next school board meeting the other day right and she's got these papers and their forms and, and it's 
on these forms, what they are is she she went on to say here. Let me see. I pulled it up. She basically has these forms for them to fill out if they were that they had hurt feelings from the last school board meeting. So it's a hurt feelings form. She goes, I'm asking you guys all of these to fill these out because apparently the last school board meeting we had, you guys were offended by what I said. So I'm asking you to fill out these forms and address how I hurt your feelings with the last last meeting. <laughs> the last meeting, a few of the board members were triggered by the things of my mom, myself, and other commenters we spoke about. I did a big digging online. on the school board. It's called the Hurt Feelings Report, and I'm asking you guys to listen back to me so I can better understand how I hurt your feelings by simply coming up here. Just one of the questions I'd like you to ask is, which ear the Hurt for spoken into? Did they require you for your surgery? It was not for the tissue. I apologize for how can I help you get you a bottle? This video is really funny. I mean, she just goes and completely insults this board because of what they did the last time. And good riddance. I cannot stand dealing with public individuals who are voted in by the public, who are funded by the public, and then they turn around and tell you that you don't have a right to speak freely, you don't have a right to voice your grievances, and you don't have a right to come to meetings, which they did multiple times over the last couple of years. We saw first hand here in Central Florida at the Polk County School Board meeting when they literally were trying to prevent people from coming into the meeting by force, by trying to lock the door. And people kept coming in. They, yo, this is COVID restrictions. You can't have more people in here. And they're like, nah, we're, we're coming in. We're down and barged in. They go, we have to check your temperature. I said, no. Well, you need to wear a mask. I said, no. We asked one of the sheriffs, are you guys going to arrest us if we don't comply with this? They looked at us and they laughed. <laughs> We're not arresting anybody for that. You, you guys are on your own. We looked at the school board member meetings there, and they had this look on their face like, oh, my gosh. <sighs> They're not going to do anything about this. Well, you, you need to check your temperature. I said, no. No, you're not checking my temperature. No, I'm not wearing a mask. No, I'm not feeling public school that we had. You guys come together here. So you guys want to put a, a meeting together? You guys want to end a meeting? We can come in at any time we like, and we did, and we brought a ton of stuff up. And that's the videos that we posted before, and sure enough, we got the entire mass mandate removed for the Polk County school system, and we talked about – there was 30 other moms in line behind us, and we talked about this repeatedly, and the – fact of the matter was I didn't have any kids in the public school system. You know, we have a homeschool co-op that we do. Didn't matter. That didn't have any kids or any grandkids in the public school system. Didn't that went on locally that we knew it was going on and it was not right. And if it's an atrocity that's happening that's not right, you gotta step in and do something if you have the ability to do something. You know about hours out of our evening. Really? I mean, it didn't, didn't change my life. wasn't like I had to travel to the other side of the country to do something. Simply went down, you know, towards Bartow and went to the meeting, you know, spent a couple hours in total aggregate and made a point. And if enough people stand up and do that, these public service members start realizing, oh, wow, we're kind of stepping in it. It's like what this girl did. Now it should humiliate them in public every single time there's a school board meeting because what they tried to do to her in the last meeting and basically tried to shut her up. They want to talk. You're, you're 14 years old. You're, you can't address the children. There's no legal age to address school board. There's no legal age. You don't have to be a certain age to address the school board. It's all public. And so, again, people have to start understanding that we have a lot, a lot of pull when it comes to the population in numbers. You know, one person goes up to school board meeting and nobody shows up. You go in by yourself. Ooh, by yourself. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Probably not 
going to do a whole lot. They're just going to look at you and be like, all right, this guy's done in a minute. Let him go. You start bringing in 20, 30, 40, 50, hundreds of people like we did at the one school board. Yeah. They start getting nervous. When you're sitting behind the board and you've got hundreds of people staring at you with scowls on their face because they're unbelievably mad about what you're doing unilaterally to the school and what you're doing to the kids against their permission and against their will when they're funding and they're public, publicly paying for it. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want to be on that board if I was doing something bad. I'd be like, God, I don't want to sit here and get chewed out for the next three hours. Just if they don't like it, let them not do it. <laughs> Obviously, if it's something they don't want to do and they're not going along with it, it's their kids. They're the ones who are funding this. Let's let's shut this down. And sure enough, that's what they did. And so again, that's why I tell you guys, it's so important in a lot of cases to do the best you can. When you start having stuff like this happen, because you know, I don't know, in the next couple of months, we're going to see how hard they're going to try to push this narrative to get these shots out. Because remember, Pfizer stock has dropped significantly. They have, people have been dropping shares of Pfizer stock left and right for the last couple of months because they haven't generated anything new. Well, now all of a sudden, Pfizer stock's starting to rally back up again because they've got their new COVID booster, their BAA5D3726 variant Omicron Transformer Spider-Man variant. So stupid. And yet you got people that are already starting to walk around and be all nervous again. It goes back to the fear and intimidation and control. If you keep a population fearful enough, if you keep if you can't to believe it, they'll start to say, okay, this is a problem. We got a serious issue over here. We've got to listen to whatever they're saying. The thing is you've got to understand where the information's coming from. That's one of the biggest things is your source. Where's your sources coming from from this? What is their reasoning behind it? Do, do you think it's benefiting them to make you scared? Do you think they're getting making you scared and being able to control certain factors more? Those are all very valid questions to ask. That's why I've thank you and appreciate all the listeners we have for this show and forwarding this show on a regular basis because open topics, open dialogues, and having good, strong information is very, very important factor in maintaining the republic and maintaining freedom. These things that we're seeing right now, they're happening very fast. I mean, if you told me, you know, like I tell you, if you told me 10, 15 years ago that, you know, probably 15 years ago now that, you know, we'd be having discussions about grown men competing in female sports and it was actually going to be a thing that people went along with in some cases, I would have laughed hysterically. I probably would have laughed right out of my chair. I'd have been like, you're nuts, bro. (laughs) There's no way that's ever going to happen. The general population is going to allow grown men to be competing in every type of women's sports. Yet here we are in 2023. That's literally happening right now. We're watching it happen because it slowly occurs when you start to degrade the society and you start to remove the truth. You start to bring in lie after lie after lie, and you start to remove the truth. Because here's the thing. If a lie comes in and a truth comes in, they both will butt heads because the lie is trying to overpower the truth, and the truth is outshining the lie. The only way you can make that work is you have to suppress the truth. Because that way, the lie can start to outshine over the truth because the truth can no longer shine. That is why it is so important that the truth be talked about on a regular basis, and you continue to encourage your other friends to do the same, like supporting this show, supporting other alt-media shows that you know are legitimate, and they're not putting fear porn out there on a regular basis. Because again, at the end of the day, that's one of the most effective things we can do on a regular basis, and continue to stay strong, my friends. What do you think, Deb? Uh, yeah, you need to adjust your, your your transmitter there, your Wi-Fi. You're really breaking up bad today. 
And so okay. I, thought, I didn't want to, I didn't want to try to say anything why you don't want to try to adjust the back there in the back room. But Austin's 100% right. You know, we've got all of this stuff happening all over the place, and we have to basically stand against it. I mean, when we went to the school board meeting a couple of years ago, remember, they, they cut us down to 180 seconds. That's all you can speak, 180 seconds. And there were hundreds of people out there that were scheduled to speak, hundreds, and they wouldn't let them in. And Austin and I just finally just walked in. And we talked to the sheriff. They said, we're not going to arrest you. We're not going to do it. So we just walked in. We didn't bother to get our heads, you know, we'd have to get, then we get shot up with a thermometer and everything else. And plus, they're, they're not nurses doing this and using running these thermometers. They're just, they don't know what they're doing. They're just, they may basically just following their little rules. And we went in there, and it was sad because I was the second or third to speak because basically also was like a second or third to speak. I don't remember anymore because all the other people that were on the list were forced to stay outside, and they couldn't speak. It was insane what they did. And, and finally, we walked outside after we had spoken, some more people could go, go in, and people out there applauding me and Austin because, you know, what we had said at the school board meeting. And, I, and it's because we've stood our ground, and we said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to allow tyranny to envelop us in our school system. And I talked about cultural Marxism and the Frankfurt School and all the rest of it. And I told them that I'd been a college professor <laughs> for a couple of years and that I knew what education was all about, and that I was one of them, and that I was an educator. And that, that what they were doing was wrong, and they needed to see what they were doing was wrong. Because if they understood that, then they'd understand, they'd understand how to fix all of that stuff. But, you know, it's just, it's just weird. Uh, by the way, uh, well, here we go. Uh, now we're not, we now have an app out that allows you to text Satan. I just thought I'd mention that. Of course, who knows what the world they're doing with the AI and Satan and all the rest of this stuff. It's just unbelievable this is actually happening. And, and we're now they're finally starting to realize they said that they found a new research now that shows – that when you eat junk food, you increase your risks of cancer. Well, there's a big one, isn't it? I mean, how in the world did anybody not know that? You know, you really want to increase your risks of colon rectal cancer, eat a bunch of junk. Make sure you don't eat any fiber. You know, and make sure you basically, uh, you know, just stop and throw a bunch of, you know, pork in there with a bunch of nitrites and a bunch of processed luncheon meat and throw some aspartame in on top of it. In other words, have a ham sandwich and have some iced tea and sweeten it with aspartame, the stuff in the blue. We've got a friend of mine. He was kind of like my surrogate dad, kind of raised me when I was a kid. And I'll never forget it. He was always eating aspartame, always eating pork, you know, always eating luncheon meats and, uh, you know, always having sandwiches and, you know, an iced tea and aspartame. And finally I told him, I said, this stuff's really unhealthy for you, bud. And finally he comes down with brain cancer. Yep. Because when you combine aspartame with nitrites, when you have a pepperoni pizza and a diet soda, Okay, or pepperoni pizza and iced tea and you sweeten it with aspartame, you form a chemical that's called the dikidiopeperazine. That dikidiopeperazine degrades to form a nitrosurea, and nitrosureas are the most effective agent known to man for producing malignant brain tumors in laboratory animals or in human beings, as the case may be. And my friend died. He ended up coming down with the um, brain cancer, metastasized, went into his lung. They went and biopsied that. It spread throughout his whole body. And yesterday I was speaking to a friend of mine, at a Chevy dealership. I'm not going to mention the name of the dealership on this particular broadcast because it's not a positive comment. And he has a friend of his who basically uh, has come down with, you know, one of these turbo cancers. Remember, I have another friend who, you know, was at another dealership in Tampa, and he had five friends that have all been diagnosed with turbo cancers. And my buddy told me yesterday, he says, I had a friend. He went in for the hospital. He went in for a full checkup, full x-rays, full everything, nothing there, doing great. And also he started having some pain with his leg, and he thought it was sciatica. And so he didn't know what to do. So he thought he was having some back issues. So we went back in and they and they did a you know scan on him. 
and he has lung cancer, pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, I mean, stuff throughout his entire body, and it completely spread within 90 days. 90 days. Now, guys, this is what we're seeing all over the place. Remember, I told you we're going to have a massive, massive increase in death rates from the COVID clot shot, kill shot, cancer shot. And nobody wanted to pay attention to that because they thought, oh, no, 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 no. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. You can't start injecting stuff into your body. Well, I guess you can. But, but you can't believe that you're not going to have side effects from stuff that you have no idea what you're putting into your system. And so we're seeing this over and over. We had another friend of ours at a car dealership, came down with the blood clots, ended up having to go into surgery to try to clear the blood clots out of his veins, and the blood clots basically ended up killing him. And so all of this stuff is happening everywhere as we speak over and over and over again, as we even have young children and teenagers coming down with these, these, these unbelievable turbo cancers and heart disease and dropping dead on fields, and it just never ends. So if you have friends out there, that you feel as though we're going to go out and say, I'm going to take another shot, another shot, another shot, another shot, and they haven't had any side effects from the first shots, number one, they need to consider themselves extremely lucky. I don't like to use the word lucky. I always like to use the word blessed instead. But if they're not basically listening to what's being going, what's being talked about in alt media, they're lucky if they haven't come down with something. They probably got some type of placebo or some type of different type of variant on the shot that was part of a test. They're not going to always be that lucky. And the more shots they come out with, the less and less and less placebos they're going to use. Because what they're trying to do is get the general population who are willing to take these shots over and over and over again to basically come down with some type of turbo cancer or some type of clot or some type of heart disease. And this Deagler report that we can constantly refer to said so they're going to drop the population down to 100 million by 2025. They're really working on that, by the way, and they're doing the best they possibly can to do it, and they're doing it through these doggone – they're not vaccines. They're, they're, they're death shots. You know, It's really, really crazy when you stop and think about it. I mean it really, really is. There's another flash mob, by the way, strikes again in California. This time it's Nordstrom and Macy's been ransacked again. But, of course, this is the Venice – this is the um, Democratic cities because they don't like to put people in jail for stealing stuff. So the guys just figure they can just keep stealing and stealing and stealing, and it doesn't make any difference because they're not going to get arrested. Because in many of these cities, you can steal up to $950 per occurrence. So you can go into one store, steal $950, and you don't get arrested, and just hit eight or nine different stores a day. And then you can turn back around and sell everything on eBay or you know on some other type of site you've got. All of this stuff is happening over and over and over and over again, and these criminals are going unpunished. These corporations are shutting down these stores in these areas. And then the food and all the other things that are available to these people in these ghetto cities will be gone because they won't be able to go buy food because they've ransacked the grocery stores too, and they've shut them down. And, and it's interesting to me, and Austin, I'll let you comment on this, how people will come in and destroy the very infrastructure that they have to have in order to survive, how people come in and destroy the very food source that they have to have in the city in order to eat and feed their families because they don't care. And then the city basically gets ransacked, the businesses move out, and the people say, everybody's a racist, they won't come in here. No, everybody's not a racist, they're just not stupid. They don't want to come in there and basically have themselves ransacked over and over and over again and continue to hemorrhage money because so many people decided they don't want to work because they're sitting around on crack or on Oxycontin. And that was brought to us by the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma, by the way. And all these people that are still addicted on opiates in the United States, it's insane how many people are addicted. Close to 100 million people now are taking these drugs. And that's not even including the tricyclic antidepressants and all the other things. 
I I told you guys a couple years ago, I was at the Biltmore State, and we were walking up to the main house, and we didn't bother to take the bus. This is up in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'll never forget, I asked the bus driver, who we finally got to take us back to the car, you know, why are you not having more buses here? And he goes, they don't pass the drug test. They're all on opiates. They can't get through the drug test. They can't get their CDLs. They can't, they can't pass. So we don't have the ability to get more drivers than we have all the buses because these people are basically stoned all the time, and they're always on drugs. Wow. Is that the indictment? Are we doing the opiate wars again like they did in China, the Chinese opium wars? Pretty much. Because remember, these guys do the same thing over and over and over again in a population that's, in, that's addicted to opium, that's addicted to heroin, that's addicted to OxyContin. They don't care about the news. They don't care about the Republican candidates. They don't care about Donald Trump. They only care about their next fix. That's it. So they, be, they take them out of the fight because they no longer are a viable part of any kind of discussion because they don't want to be part of the discussion. They just want their drugs. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're absolutely right, bud. How's my connection right now? Can you hear me a little bit better? You sound a lot better. I don't know what was going on before. It sound a lot okay, yeah, I apologize. I had to re- reset my system, trying to get, make sure everything's good and clean for you guys on the show. Uh, you, you're 100% right. We've watched this before over the years, and it's ironic. You know, you see these groups, sometimes they start rioting. They burn down their own cities, burn down their own McDonald's, burn down their own grocery stores, and then they get mad when there's nothing to eat the next day. Never really understood that concept, but again, that's where we are in the United States with some people like that. That's why it's very, very important to really do a detailed analysis on where you live at. I'll be honest with you, from, from, a, from a, a tactical standpoint, from a safety standpoint, from a overall longevity standpoint, from a family standpoint, you know, looking at where you're at, even, I mean, even if you're working at a place, but also addressing where you actually live, where you actually go to shop on a regular basis. I saw an article her, here earlier talking about uh, the latest Gallup poll, and it was surveying Americans' perception of safety in major U.S. cities, and it was talking about the top five most violent crime cities in the entire country. And of course, number one at the top of the list was Los Angeles. <laughs> it found itself in a massive unfavorable position. And, you know, it went on here with this poll to continually talk about how many, pretty much every single city that's on this list, which is Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, Detroit, and Los Angeles, they're all run by super hardcore leftist district attorneys and leftist mayors, all of them. And it's ironic because, you know, you have these groups that, you know, you can't be that stupid being in a position of political power. You can't be that disconnected from reality to think that nothing you're doing is having the effect or the negative effects. The consequences are not your fault. You can't be that stupid. So clearly then the next step is, well, it's obviously it's planned. They're setting this up to make these cities so horrific. And I think one of the phases, and I've told you guys this multiple times, it's been my theory on it. What you're seeing with these flash mobs, and this is happening in all kinds of stores, all the way from high-value high stores to liquor stores to Walgreens to pharmacies, all over the place this is happening. Now, Los Angeles is probably one of the worst for flash mobs, is that they're getting it set up. They're intentionally allowing this to happen because they want to make it so the security and biometrics in order to go to these stores and shop is going to be extremely locked down. That was one of the only things that make sense about this. you got problem, action, solution. They've created the problem, the flash mobs, the robbings, the stealings. They make $950. You can steal under that. Like that's it. I mean, really? That, I mean, that we're just that, I mean, once you saw those policies go into place, you saw robberies and thefts have skyrocketed now in LA, in Chicago, in New York, and all these areas. And so the only thing that makes sense is that they're doing this is the problem, the action, 
It's basically there's too many people robbing stores. We've got to do something more restrictive protocols to make sure people can get in the store that are supposed to be in the store. The solution, biometric facial recognition, turnstiles, you know, with QR code scanning, basically with your information on it. That way you have to be approved to get in. Well, we already know where that's going to go. You've already seen that now in places over in Europe where they started doing that, like at Aldi's in England, where you've got to start doing the the scan form, the um, uh, QR code, just to get in through the turnstiles. And then you get in there, and it's completely cashless. There's no way to actually pay cash. Everything's digital scanning or credit cards. And that's where they're going to start going with this, I think, where they really want to make it so that nobody has the ability to be able to buy anything unless, A, it's digitally based, and, B, they can monitor and control and watch every single thing you do all under the guise of safety and protection. And, you know, I say that all the time very loosely and sarcastically for a reason. It's because any single time, you have to listen to what somebody says, and t- they'll tell you their true intentions. You know, the government comes in constantly and says, well, we're doing this for your safety. We're going to fine you and tax you again for your safety. Or we're going to monitor everything you're doing for your safety. Or we're rolling out an RNA gene therapy shot that we know has been very, very detrimental to any testing subjects all the way back from DARPA from 2012. What's for your safety and protection? Well, every time they say that, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. A double-minded man is basically unstable in all of his ways. Do not listen to anyone that continues to talk like that. Anybody that's trying to give you advice, anybody that's trying to tell you what you can and can't do, any government entity that's coming in and saying you can't do this because it's for your safety and protection, absolutely ignore them and continue to go on your way and live freely unmolested. We watched that happen in so many parts of the country where people were going out and getting fined for being outside. Paddleboarder in California, I've used uh, that story so many times because it boggled my mind that there were mindless, useless law enforcement that were so stupid and that they were so unbelievably either naive or brainwashed that they actually went out of their way to go arrest a paddleboarder by himself out in the ocean for breaking COVID protocols out in California off the coast of L.A., that that was just that I think that was a pivotal time in my life when I realized we've got a serious issue with some of the population. And again, but it goes back in time in history. You've seen that before where one group is following orders. And that's always the excuse. We're just following orders. We were just told to go arrest this paddleboarder. We didn't want to do it. So then why'd you do it? If they now tell you, oh, go line up 15 of those people, machine gun them in a ditch. Well, I'm just following orders. I, I didn't. I'm, just, I'm not at fault for murdering them. I'm just following orders. Eh, sorry, guys, doesn't work that way. If you're complicit, if you're involved, you know something's going on. If it's an atrocity, if it's a violation of human rights, if it's unconstitutional, and you're going along with it because you're just following orders, guys, you are the problem. That person is the problem because they're the ones who are implementing it. So if you're involved in that, if you're in law enforcement, if you're in security like that. Be very aware and awake of what's happening. I know a lot of really good law enforcement agents that are really, really good, especially local. Now, Fed boys, I have no respect for them whatsoever. There's very few federal agents that have any decency whatsoever. We've seen that with the FBI. And quite frankly, majority of everything needs to be handled with local law enforcement and state law enforcement. You know, FWC and Highway Patrol and Florida Department of Law Enforcement. There's no reason why we have to have all these alphabet federal agencies that run around like vultures trying to manufacture problems so they can make themselves look like they're actually existing for a reason as an agency. There's no legitimacy. 
legitimate reason why. We've had plenty, plenty of law enforcement help over you know hundreds of years, especially when it comes down to like U.S. Marshals. Okay, so you got that. They do certain things with that. Okay, you got agents like that. But this whole alphabet groups that we've got now and arming IRS and arming these groups and buying all this ammunition, there's only one reason they're doing it is because they want to make sure they've got these federal agencies that have superseding authority over the states in the event that they've got to do something with mass control. That's the only reason why. And so, again, it's very important. You know who your sheriff is. Know how your law enforcement is. And, again, like I said earlier, assess where you live and assess your situation in your area because some of these areas right now are getting very, very nasty very, very quickly. Also, to another news, something I want to address real quick as far as when it comes to food and toxicity. A study published in the Food and Chemical Toxicity Journal was conducted to support the Close to Zero Action Plan of the U.S. FDA, which aims to assess risk associated with the presence of certain heavy metals in food. There are primarily significant levels of arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. In the study, researchers found that infants 6 to 24 months and 24 to 60 months are, had the most highest, highly exposed to cadmium in common food, which primarily was due to baby food. A lot of baby food they've tested. These are the top five foods most susceptible to heavy metal contamination. First one is baby food. And again, this is something – there's a report that came out in 2021 that showed popular baby food brands uh, had enormous amounts of toxicity in them. So a lot of products had 91 times the acceptable level of arsenic. This is one thing that you got to be cautious of with baby food because remember, even though it says organic, it may be a little bit cleaner. That you still don't have any idea as far as toxicity. So one thing that I've seen a lot, and my wife used to do this all the time, as far as getting local organic yams, you know, sweet potatoes, and making baby food out of those, you know, throwing in, you know, different different stuff to make it taste good, and making your own baby food. You can do that. No, grand. I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of extra work than just having jars of it. And so, but again you're having a much more control over what your children are eating when they're younger. Another one, too, is fruit juice. A lot of popular fruit juice across the country are constantly contaminated with all types of toxicity, especially apples and also grapes. So be aware of that and make sure you're doing some research on the drinks that you're getting for your uh, children. Rice, that's another one that's really contaminated with arsenic. That's very much so. That's one thing you know you really got to do some research on where you're getting your rice from if you're going to eat that. Also, too, leafy greens. Cadmium and spinach is a common one that was also sold at Trader Joe's back in 2021, so be aware of that and also look at where your sources are. Then one of the main ones is fish. I've told you guys before, do not eat farm-raised fish ever under any circumstances. It is so unbelievably toxic. What those guys eat and what they're basically around in those unbelievably toxic waters in the, in the, the, the fish factories, I call them, it's disgusting. So if you're going to eat Fish, make sure it's wild-caught in a local area, preferably in a clean body of water or you know where it's coming from from a clean body of water. That's really, really important because farm-raised fish, I won't touch it. If I'm out and I literally, if I'm out at a restaurant, they sound like they have really good fish somewhere. I'll ask them. I said, "Can you guarantee me this is wild caught?" And a lot of times they'll come back. They, if it is, they're proud to say it. If they go, "Oh well, we don't know," or I checked with the kitchen and they don't know, that's pretty much a 99% chance it is farm raised. Because if it's wild caught, they're proud of it, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, we got it from such and such water. We got these Alaskan salmon. It was fresh, never frozen, flown in here." And you're like, "Okay," or you. You know, you go out on the Gulf a lot of times or the Bay or the um, on the Atlantic, you know, some of the restaurants out there. There was a restaurant out there, um, oh, by uh, below Jacksonville before that we went to Atlanta. They had, it was, you know, straight up fish dock. They were, they were bringing fish in every single day. 
So something to look at and make sure you're really evaluating this because even though we've got exposure to all kinds of toxicities every day without even our knowledge, it's best to make sure if you're going to be eating food, try to eat the cleanest you can. I get it sometimes. You know you may not eat something that's very healthy for you. But again, I always go back to the 80-20 rule. If you're eating clean 80% of the time, that's pretty good. You're going to have pretty good results. Even if you eat 90% of the time, that's still pretty good. But you got to make sure you don't invert that where you're only eating clean 20% of the time and 80% of the time is trash because that will have negative effects. And especially when you're eating stuff that you know is unbelievably toxic, like you know Taco Bell or McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. And, oh, don't, don't, don't at me. Don't at me on that one. I know you guys, some people like their Chick-fil-A. That's not something I recommend. Do your own research on what they put in Chick-fil-A. It's loaded with MSG, guys. The stuff, that's why it's so addictive and people go back to it. Almost all the fast foods are loaded with MSGs. It's an excitotoxin. That's why it almost gets you like a, a buzz when you eat it. It might taste so good and exciting. They put MSG in it. There's all t- different types of MSG that they can get that are more effective than others. So fast food. Stay away from the pot best you possibly can. Meal prep if you can. Prepare if you're going out. Bring some extra food or snacks with you. That way you don't have to constantly stop. And I'll tell you one thing. It will also save you a boatload of money because going out and eating food, I've looked at it on bill statements. You want to talk about spending some money on a regular basis? Go out and eat every single day. Just something I want to throw out there. You guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and making us your number one go-to, whether it's your mouthwash, whether it's your toothpaste, whether it's your multiple. Be sure to check out the website for the Ultra Multiple Powder on sale for product of the week. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.